exploring inspiration and wonder while riffing with the rabbi. I'm Marcia Salter. A few months ago, Rabbi Ben Newman and I went on Facebook Live in a format where I ask questions. He never knows what the topics are. In this episode of Riffin' with the Rabbi, we riff on the contributions of a world-famous musician and humanitarian. His life and work teach us about fighting cynicism with a powerful weapon. Some of you young folks been saying to me, Hey, Box, what do you mean, what a wonderful world? How about all them walls all over the place? You call them wonderful? And how about hunger and pollution? They ain't so wonderful either. But how about listening to old Pops for a minute? Seems to me it ain't the world that's so bad, but what we are doing to it, and all I'm saying is see what a wonderful world it would be if only we'd give it a chance. Love, baby, love. That's the secret. Yeah. If lots more of us loved each other, we'd solve lots more problems. And man, this world would be a desert. Today, just a, about an hour or so ago, <laughs> I was at the Louis Armstrong House Museum in Queens, New York. <laughs> and people may know Lewis as um, the great musician who did Hello Dolly, A Wonderful World, but he also was the first great soloist in jazz, and he is known, present tense, around the world as just a great personality and a great humanitarian. Very generous. Hmm. He brings joy to the world which is what the world needs more of, in, in my humble opinion. Sure. So to stop at his house and to see the people there who keep this going, and you can go over there and take a tour and see his house as it was when he and his wife lived in it, and there's great exhibits there and lots of memorabilia, is just an uplifting experience. So I thought about something that Rabbi Mike said Elena Mike Rothbaum yeah. yes it's on us now Lewis did his part to bring joy to the world so how my question to start through Judaism will do we fulfill this your question if I understand was how does Judaism bring joy to the world how do I bring joy to the world yes and how do we through the practice of Judaism, bring joy to the world, which, like I said, I think is an imperative, especially in these days and times, it's very easy to become negative. So what aspects of Judaism can we use to mm -hmm. bring joy to the world and a little hesed, a little kindness in there also? So, um, Joy is complicated because um, to me any expression of joy is always intertwined with, with um, sadness uh, and brokenness because the world is broken, right? So every 
Jewish wedding that you, that you go to, uh, you break a glass at the end of the wedding. And one of the reasons that we say that we break the glass is that we have to remember the suffering. At this joyous time, we remember the suffering that still exists in the world and all the brokenness that needs to be healed. Um, so it's sort of a paradox. It's like, it's, it's uh, in a way, sort of the existential idea of like, you know, everything is impermanent and, and, and there's so much pain and so much difficulty in the world that we should just be happy. Right, like um, I mentioned in our last broadcast about Ecclesiastes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things he says is, you know, vanity of vanities, everything is vanity. You know, it's all sort of a, a pursuit of wind um, and everything is impermanent and everything's dying. But within that, we should be joyous. Within that, we should celebrate life. Um, I said at our last two Shtibel gatherings that when we said Kiddush, I said we just have to remember what. What, what an amazing thing it is for us to be here in this moment. Uh, how precious it is to be celebrating together and, and be, to be able to play music and drink wine and dance and um, celebrate. You know, so every expression of joy is, is intermingled with, with sorrow um, or with brokenness. And I think it, it, you can kind of tell that with some of Louis Armstrong's music right? mm -hmm. like, like wonderful world you know the the music the the melody line doesn't quite match you know he's saying oh is no, that I a minor or major trees key? of green no, no no it's the major yeah it's major but it's so slow and almost like makes you want to cry you know i remember the one of the first times i heard that song was um good morning vietnam the movie with mm -hmm. robin williams do you remember that right so um I think they like in, interspersed the the mute that song with like sort of the violence and the problems that were happening in, in Vietnam, right? So, so he's even Louis got you know he's got this joy and and talks about the beauty and the joy of the world, but yet there's sort of an underlying current of like, and yet there's the sorrow and yet there's the sadness. Um, there's a great rabbi, Rabbi Nachman of Bratislav, mm -hmm. um, and. He said, "Mitzvah gedola liyot b'tzimcha tamid," which means it's a great mitzvah to always be happy. Um, and he he talked about how we should never despair and we should never give up hope. Um, but according to many sources, he was a, a depressed person as well. Um, He's trying to talk himself into. He was a very complex there. person, you know. I mean, some people, it's you know definitely controversial but there's some people who say that you know maybe he was even manic depressive um but I, I wouldn't give him that diagnosis but i would say that you know he exemplified sort of that duality duality you yeah know, that that there's so much sorrow in the world that's hard to be joyful but but we have to be joyful um that you know that, that if we get if we get caught up in the despair of it we're going to be lost not good yeah. And what did he say? The whole world is a narrow bridge, and the main thing is not to be afraid. And being depressed is a scary thing. Mm -hmm. And being sad beyond just oh, I saw something that upset me, but that drags on and on and on, and, and then pulls you down, pulls you down. That's a very scary sinking 
feeling. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, there's a quote from the Talmud that says, and this is really deep Torah, so. it says, uh, the angel of death, the evil impulse, and the Satan, which is like the accuser, like the, the devil, uh, are one in the same. And say that again. So the evil, uh, so the the angel of death, the evil impulse, and the Satan are one and the same. To me, that means that there's sort of two impulses in in life, and two two ways to go to react to this world where we have sorrow and we have difficulties and uh, one way is um uh, to kind of become nihilistic right and say it's all darkness it's all emptiness um and to sort of pursue what i call thanatos or what what's called thanatos which is like sort of the pursuit of death right and just like go deep and deep into that darkness and the and the sadness and the death and the and all of that. And to me, that's the angel of death, right? But what does that lead to? That leads to the evil impulse, right? Self-destructive impulses, you know, things that are not quite right. And it leads to Satan, it leads to evil, um, right? In uh, Star Wars, Yoda says, uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hatred, hatred leads to the dark side, right? So. To me, that they're sort of all the same thing. The other way to react to all of everything, the diversity of the world, is uh, eros, right? Which is the opposite of thanatos, which is like love and joy and sexual impulses. You know, the the sort of that the, the positive of sexual impulses, right? So it's it's sort of moving in towards life and moving in towards positivity and towards hope. Um, you know. Um, I don't know where, where I heard this, but you know that so, some rabbi said that you know the, the world is is sort of meaningless, you know, inherently, um, and and it's hard to have faith in God when you don't see God in the world. And the answer is, well, you have to create the meaning. You have to create God. You have to bring God and bring joy into the world. It's not something that. It is you know just going to happen for you? It's it's an effort, right? A lane. It's right. It's on us. It's up to us. It's our responsibility to react to the world uh, with hope, react to the world with faith, react to the world with joy. And when you're feeling down, and when you're feeling lost, and when you're feeling hopeless. Um, you have to keep reminding yourself that it's an effort and that you need to be joyous, which is, I think, why, why Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman said it's a big mitzvah to be, <laughs> to be happy. Because right? it does take effort, because happiness isn't always handed to you. It reminds me of uh, what Rabbi Emanuel Goldsmith said. Um, two things, actually. He said that God is synonymous with goodness and with justice and with kindness and associated with all things good that God has nothing to do with anything that's evil. And I asked him for a definition of hope, which is kind of an elusive thing to, to define. And he thought about it 
and I remember his eyes moving up and his looking going through his his uh, files, and he said, "If there's some good in the world, know there is more." Yeah. And that's comforting. So if you've ever seen anything good, then that's a reference. And you can use that reference to know that if you keep looking and look in the right places with the right eyes, that you'll see more more goodness in, and more uplifting things. Okay. And not only that, it's up to us to create those pieces of goodness in the world. Um, you know, there's this idea uh, in Judaism that we are God in a way, you know, with, in, 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 with the absence of God actually, you know, creating supernatural miracles, which Emmanuel Goldsmith would be completely against because he was a classical mm -hmm. reconstructionist, mm -hmm. right? He is a classical reconstructionist. In the absence of, of a supernatural God or a God that's going to intervene, it's up to us, right? Again, up to God us. In the it's people. up to us to create goodness and kindness and justice and truth and beauty and joy and it's up to us it's our responsibility to bring that into the world and i remember another thing that manny rabbi emmanuel goldsmith used to say he used to say what's the biggest sin cynicism <laughs> right yes there you go it's the same thing mm -hmm. right well, it's a flip side right a big, big mitzvah is to be happy a big sin is to be cynical and that's so easy to do to see the negative because you feel it's so right in your face. Right. And it's and and it's easy, right? It's easy. It's easy to be cynical, you know, and, and to fall into that trap. Um, it's hard to maintain happiness and joy. But it's but it's it's our calling. It's our responsibility. Um, and and I think, you know, it's sort of the basic call of Judaism as well. You know, it's what we are called to do as Jews is to bring joy, bring truth, bring beauty, bring goodness into this world uh, and to create God in a way, you know, to bring God into this world. This reminds me of the sounds of the shofar mm -hmm. and what those sounds of the, the, the very broken one, the mid-range broken, mm -hmm. and then that long, integrated yeah. sound. Right. Takiyah, Shvarim, uh, Trua, and uh, Takiyah Gadola. yeah, right? We recognize the brokenness in the world and we, we move towards a place of wholeness, towards a place of truth, beauty, and goodness. Um, and we may never get there. But you have to do it anyway. Right? Now, now, I'm thinking, now I'm thinking Martin Luther King, you know, his mountaintops. I might, I might not be there with you, you know, and I think we could all say that. And that's Mo he got that from Moses too, mm -hmm. right? Because you know, Moses couldn't go into the promised land, right? We probably won't see the Tekiah Gadola time, you know, that long unbroken blast in, in our lifetimes. But, but our, our, uh, directionality, our goal needs to be towards that, towards a sort of messianic age when when joy prevails and truth, beauty, and, and shalom prevails. and shalom for all. Shalom, not just meaning peace, but wholeness. You know, um, yeah. 
look where Louis Armstrong took us. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it, this kind of says, uh, it's, it's, it's like a diamond that has many facets, and Judaism is also the same. A diamond with many facets, and you look and you think, oh, I never saw that facet before. It's endlessly intriguing, which invites, of course, more, more study, and then more application of the ideas that, that, that you learn. Do we have a, a song that go with that? Sure. Let's, uh, let's do that Rebbe Nachman. Oh, I remember hearing you guys do that. So, so nice. So I wrote, I wrote my own um, melody to the, the words of Rebbe Nachman, all the world's a narrow bridge, but the main thing is not to be afraid. And I actually wrote this tune after September 11th, 2001. Uh, a bunch of us were hanging out in Union Square Park um, from many different religious traditions, and it had just gotten to the point where we felt like, okay, to start playing music again. And it was, I'd say, something like 2 o'clock in the morning, but the park was packed with people, you know. Yeah, because Greeting. people felt more Drawn. comfortable to be in in groups, I think. Yeah. And That's why a lot of people it. ended up at hospitals and emergency rooms. There wasn't really anything wrong with them. Right. But I think people felt comforted to be around other with people. With other people. And, mm -hmm. and it was this, you know, for a couple of weeks after uh, New York City was transformed, you know, I had this vision of, of Union Square Park at the time. It was filled with flowers and candles, if you remember, and there are you know pictures of people who were missing. And um, so there's a there's a idea in Judaism that when the third temple comes, you know, which heralds the messianic age, it'll just appear from the heavens, all already built. And that was like I had this moment where I was like, oh, this is it. The third temple has just come down to earth. And because everybody was from all these different religious traditions, there were Buddhists there. There. Were, and so there was this moment at like two o'clock in the morning where there was a bunch of us sitting around and there were some Satmar Hasidim there and there was a, a, a Muslim guy sitting next to me and then there was a, a Wichel Indian on the other side and we we're all just sitting around and singing songs and I just, this, this melody poured out of me um, and um, we translated it into all of our different languages. Oh, I love it. Um, but I don't remember any of the languages, so I'll just do <laughs> I'll just do it in Hebrew and English. We must not be uh, at all. 
looking for a guide Then follow your heart And if you're looking for the world Then open your eyes And do not be a Do not be a At It's on us. That's why old pops keep saying. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself. Skies of blue and clouds of white. The bright blessed day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow. So pretty in the sky, are also on the faces 